to me, what you guys are doing is both extraordinary and completely normal. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy for a mother and her son to talk about sex because I try to live in a. What that's kind of what sex positivity means to me. And we're live. Woohoo! We have Buddha from Dude Panel on today. That's right. Here I am. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. You're yes. you're alive with uh, Sex Talk with my mom. First of all, I just want to say how much I really, really love the name of this podcast, <laughs> the name of this everything. Um, I didn't get to talk about sex with my mom. You didn't? Um, I mean, no, really. Shocking. I still don't, really. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you a quick mini story is that I gave my parents some shit for not having any sex education, you know, and where else where I grew up in uh, like the suburbs of Massachusetts and Boston. Well, how old are you? I'm 34. Okay. So yeah, so just setting was, the scene here so people that are listening yeah. can. She's not really from the fifties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Back in my day, no sex education, <laughs> abstinence only. But um, I mean that's still happening in parts of the country. But um, my parents, as a joke, sent me like a sex ed book like a couple years ago for my birthday or something. You know. They finally, <laughs> they finally broke down and like, touched about was, the birds and the bees. Really, but they didn't really acknowledge the fact that that there was that like the impact of not educating people around sex. I mean, it's pretty shitty. I think. Yeah. So where did you learn about sex? Oh, I mean, where did I not learn about sex? I mean, from in the beginning, probably, <laughs> probably like porn, like anybody, you know, I suppose. I didn't have any older brothers or sisters. Um, and, um, so you learn about sex error, through porn. That's, you know, that's a lot interesting. Of errors. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, and then I ultimately, I mean, today, you know, I'm, I've learned from sex educators I mean I have friends that are actually doing this mm-hmm. right and and you know taking the time to say to ask ourselves how do we want to educate people around sex and you know so. do you do you think that it's had any consequences by not having like a, a talk with your parents growing up or were you, were you like oh, I'm fine with the way that this is turned well, out I, I mean even if I had a talk with them what are they going to say they weren't educated they it's say not like they oh had, interesting you know they saying, tell you the store comes down right well that's the, the problem with sex education is if we do it at all we do it about reproduction yeah. which is like mm-hmm. 0.01% yeah. of what sex is yeah, sex you, is you know we, we you don't talk about pleasure we don't talk about how to have conversations about it we, we just talk about this is a uterus this is a fallopian tube <laughs> and this is where babies come from which well, is stupid you have not talked to Karen Lee Potter apparently well, no, for my sure. mother. <laughs> so I'm just saying I'm excited that, that this that, that you guys have this. Yeah. It just it's really it's awesome to see people talking about sex in general, but especially uh mother and her son. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. So I love it. Yeah. It's a wild time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started out as like a little bit of a joke, but then next thing you know, we're talking about some premature ejaculation issues. <laughs> you never know what. <laughs> Starts Thank out as a joke. Thank you, mother. Premature there we go. Yeah. And we're starting uh, out the podcast with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah, today we want to talk a little bit about monogamy. Yeah. Your experience with it. I like the Chicago accent. You're like, monogamy. No. Yeah, we're talking about no. monogamy. Yeah, <laughs> and we thought you were from Boston. You'd have that, that yeah, you know, Kennedy like, accent. But yeah, talk about monogamy. So here's my question, and, and I'm going to just throw this out there. Yeah. You're 34 now. I'm 34 now. And Cam is 27. Much longer, but I'll be oh, 34 for another okay. you know, nine months or so. That's how it works, I think. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I keep I'm, getting older. I got a month to go before my birthday. Right. Anyway. And, and so Cam, You're 27, she said. Yeah, yeah. Cam's cool. 27. Yeah. So what... Turning 28. You know, what would you have told your 27-year-old self uh, about sex or how it's changed in the past, like, whatever, 
That's a good question. How it's changed. I mean, Very good. I like it's, that. It, it's interesting, and I think I mentioned this to you maybe, that tw- 27 is when I sort of started this journey. I kind of knew for that. Myself, that's right? why, yeah, that's where that question oh. came from. <laughs> um, Let's get in here. I would say, you know, it's about finding the right community. I think, like, growing in the way that that would have, I think, my life be benefited the most. Um, I'd say go to the people who are talking the most honestly and authentically about sex. If you if you're in a community and there's not open and honest, transparent conversation, it's probably not as good as it could be. And so, are your you know, parents in that community? No, my parents <laughs> not in that community. Um, and uh, you know, and so lately, like I think the. The sex positive communities are the ones that I really find they resonate with the most. They're talking about gender identity. They're talking about consent. They're talking about pleasure. They're talking about privilege. They're talking about these things that are important and actually make a really big difference, I think, in the actual lives of people in terms of like having a better sex life. So how has, how has entering that, that community affected your sex life? Um, I've learned to... Let's see. I think I've learned to under. I've under. I have. I now better understand the the a woman's experience in a way. Oh, oh. interesting. Um, yeah, because it seems. It, I mean, it, it so, is confusing. It's very confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah. But I, I. 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 How the how the orgasm is beyond me. I. I, I it seems like it comes out of nowhere. Sometimes it comes. It yeah. never comes. And that's that, just <laughs> even like we're just talking. And that's just about like the actual like that's that's a very small example. But I'm even talking about something like, you know, what is it like? You, you, so my, I have a friend named Reed Mahako, and so he he posed this question to a men's group that I actually brought him in to talk to. Like this is like four or five five or six years ago, and he said, you know, it was a group of guys, and he said, all right, so. It's 2 a.m. You're leaving a bar. What are you thinking about? Most guys, oh, where to get tacos? Uh, you know, can I take this girl home? Whatever. That's typical guy stuff. And he said, all right, what do you think women are thinking about? M- most women are like, what? She's living a bar at 2 a.m. What, what are you thinking about? And we mostly had no idea. It was just kind of like, I don't know. Like, well, she might be thinking about, like, I hope I get back to my car safely. Like, mm-hmm. that's true. There, it, it's my car's a mile away. I have to walk there. How do I like make sure I avoid any shady areas? Mm-hmm. You know, oh, that guy looks suspicious. Maybe I'll go the other way. That doesn't occur to guys. Like, that's not the world we live in. We don't, yeah. you know. Besides and, and the so, safety, what do you think? Uh, what other things do you well, think she's looking at or thinking about? Rather, uh, I mean, probably a lot of things. But I mean, I'm thinking that she's almost thinking the same thing. Where am I getting something to eat? And well, possibly. could I make out with some guy? Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, there's really, overlap. I, I hate there's to tell overlap. you, but she's thinking the same thing guys are. This is yeah. definitely what you're thinking. Well, there's well, uh, okay. That would be me. <laughs> but uh, I have several girlfriends and they, I, I, I think that a lot of them are thinking the same thing guys are thinking. I mean, I think there's definitely a lot of overlap. I mean, and I guess the, the thing that I've realized, you know, so that's like a little mini example, but to kind of circle back around to like, what is it that I've, it's helped me. I think in a big way, it's understanding that it's, you know, as a, a woman, we've, we as a society, but, you know, we've slowly, we've been continually discouraging women to use their, their voice in relationships around sex, around that kind of stuff. And so what I can do, having understood that this has been going on for hundreds, thousands of years even, is that I can sort of balance that out by saying, by like really encouraging someone to speak up for what they want, to speak up for what they what brings them pleasure. You know, I think men have been, men have been given permission and said, Hey, you're, you're a guy, go seek pleasure. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. your thing. Do it. 
most mostly what women have been hearing is please other people Go, yeah. please that person hmm. that's you should seek to please men should seek to please themselves I'm very generalizing of course there's a lot mm-hmm. of people that, that maybe and there's a lot of slut shaming totally yeah. slut, and, and it's not that's not the, the opposite is not yeah, you true don't have you don't have guys get sluts and guys get slut celebrated mm. you know and it's so true. so so what I do is that's made my life better is to understand that experience so then I can act in a way that is I don't know just helps make the helps the whole situation I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, it's like, mm. you know, I might, I might say to, uh, I might reemphasize the fact that I really, I'm really, I'm curious, like what turns you on? Like, what is it that you really like? Like you what give is a that? shit. And I'm going to share my own, but like, I'm there. Like, this is a, like, this isn't, you know, and, and again, depending on who I'm with, uh, some people already kind of get this. Some well, people, Cam, is that what you were kind of implying when you asked about the orgasm too? Uh, yeah, I, I'm curious actually whether at 27 you had an idea of how much like the the place that sex pl- was supposed to. I didn't know be anything in your at 27. Life. At 27, I was I was hopeless. I mean, <laughs> I had a decent love life. I don't. I think I. I think some people would have seen my life from the outside and been like, "Well, uh, Dave's got a great love life. That's cool," you know. But, when you mean love um, life, do you mean sex life, or do you no? Mean I mean love, just like just the perception. Like I mean, I was like a like a decent looking guy. I was at the time. I just I was a navy officer. Um, you know, I played music. I'm a, like a singer songwriter guy. So I've got all these like resume things that like <laughs> you know I, I would have so navy I'd, officer. But that like, was, that's you know, shocking. So uh, you know I had a but but I hadn't I didn't really know I didn't really know what I was doing. I mean, it was just floundering. You, did, but did you know like how like. So I ask this because I'm I'm still trying to figure out like how you know sex is very pleasurable yeah but should I be have, trying to have it all the time should I you know just do it only when I, I right now it doesn't feel as as confusing because I'm in a committed relationship mm-hmm. but outside of that it would be very confusing to me about you know. Should I be trying to sleep with everyone that I could possibly sleep with? Right. Should I, I, if I you think, weren't in a relationship, I think if, if anything, the job of a twenty-something-year-old is to discover who they are as a sexual being. Hmm. So you're in the trial period. Oh wow! You're not like, and I think that's probably true for people even into their thirties. I'm not even saying that we should like say, okay, I'm thirty now. I know who I am. Like I didn't. I mean, I, you know, in a lot of ways. Um, my identity and my preferences and what my values are have only emerged in the last couple of years even. Let, you know? Let's get into those. Yeah. Well, so I'm I'm uh, polyamorous. I don't want kids and I don't, I don't prefer um, traditional gender roles in a sense. So basically, if I'm in a relationship, I don't want the woman to just assume that I'm going to do all the man stuff and she's going to do all the woman stuff. Oh, like I, I like want it. it to be more co-creative. Like, like, so it's like, like cool. Mean, like, what does that mean? Maybe, maybe, well, maybe the, a traditional man role would be like doing taxes. But maybe I'm not good at doing taxes. Maybe she likes doing mm-hmm. taxes. Are you just trying to get out of doing taxes? I fucking hate really. taxes. <laughs> Nobody likes taxes. What, 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 how about, how about cooking? Taxes, but you know, but cooking. Like, but, yeah. but that that is like a that's been slowly loosening over time. That but does, I want someone who's actually really deconstructed that and really considered that where there's nothing she's not bringing a whole bucket list of assumptions to the table because it can be you know like in 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 a relationship i was in you know like the 
my partner sort of expected me to be a certain way sexually because I'm a man. What, you know? what, what did she expect? Well, I mean, I think she had it that because, like, we're husband and wife that, like, you know, I should be, like, initiating sex yeah, more yeah. often. But if she wanted it and I didn't initiate it, she might not initiate it because it's so she's, strange it's just, to me. Just different stuff. Like I, I just think that I just think gender in general is something that we need to really reconsider what we're actually doing with it. And what? And so are, it, so are you can, also bisexual? Um, kind of. I don't really date men. I mean, if I'm in group situations or at play parties and things, like I don't avoid contact with men. But um, I mostly. I mean, I'm always mostly dating women. Was that weird for you, like your first experience bisexually? Um, I, I haven't gotten super deep into it, to be honest. Um, but yeah, it's weird. Men are generally raised with a ton of homophobia. Yeah. And I was certainly was. I mean, I was in the Navy and all this other stuff. Um, r- despite the stuff about Navy people being yeah, gay, exactly. it's not. It's very conservative and just, it's maybe less conservative than the Army or the Marines, but are more less conservative. But um, yeah, no, men in general, I think, uh, and this was true for me, are just. We we're conditioned with a lot of homophobia, like a fear of intimacy with other men, whether that's even just cuddling or massaging or like it's it's crazy. I could we could talk for hours about this, but it's, no. Would you have told your twenty seven year old self that it's okay to hug a guy or it's okay to even kiss a guy or say I love you? Would yeah, I mean, if I could have actually communicated that in a way that that my twenty seven year old self would listen, I mean that's that that fear is deep you know for a lot of people it's taken years of like slowly kind of working out those kinks for me to just be really comfortable like i mean last night was last night last night i mean last night i had a threesome with two other people and one of them was a guy and like that wasn't weird for me you know or to like touch a cock like that's not super weird but it used to be like but i don't really i just didn't want to live in that world anymore where like i was definitely afraid of that why is it so important for you to explore? Good question, Cam. Well, what's more important is for me to not live in fear. Mm. And so, so exploring is required exploring, if you want to not live in fear. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it, and are you are I am I'm, I'm kind of fearful at times of opening up a Pandora's box. Like where I might explore something sexually and right. then be scared like, oh, I like right. this. I don't want to go back to this or I don't like this. And yeah. I, mean, I mean, it's it's but that's it's just something a fear. it's a fear. Yeah. You're always scared of what the unknown. And it's right. And it's unknown. And so you don't know if you'll mm-hmm. open a Pandora's box. You might not. Or, since or you I'm might. In a relationship, and if you might, you might actually want to open the box. The problem is, is that I'm in a relationship and if one of us decided to open the box, for example, and the one liked it, one didn't, then what do you do? <laughs> well, then, then you but, have problems. Maybe, but maybe that was true for you and that was there all mm-hmm. along. And maybe you figured out something that was actually says, hey, maybe we'd be better with other people. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, it could you go know? any way. And that's what I think is if this if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. You know, that, that it's, unless you really have this need to go out and explore. Well, again, I I, think too about why do you you need to explore? Yeah, I don't feel quite an urge to go explore. I don't have a lot of fear related to, uh, as far as I know, like exploring. Yeah. But I don't have the the drive that's really, I'm like, oh, I need to go check out all these different sex places and things like that. Yeah. Except when he's with me. 
<laughs> yeah, sure. with my I mom mean, up like this could be a very funny this, situation. This you're funny. hosting a podcast yeah. called, you know, <laughs> we, talking about sex with my mom. We want to so, go yeah. to the hey, dungeon like, and you know, you're, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, uh, teach their own. I mean, I don't know. I, I for whatever reason, I never would have thought that I would be that if, if you'd have, if you'd have found me like ten years ago and you said yeah. you're going to be really useful to people in the area of relationships and sex, I would have said that's fucking ridiculous. That's what, awesome. what kind of guy I were you? Stupid. I just I don't know. It just never was an intention of mine. I never wanted to like understand things in this arena to the extent that I might be actually helpful to someone. That was just, that was like, that's just surprising. So that, so that's how I'd feel as well. Yeah. Although I, I'm starting to, I'm starting to realize that sex is like a very, uh, it's such a basic and in- intimate experience that it can tell you a lot about a relationship or the way people function. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what's in- increased my interest in it. But still the exploration part hasn't really so I'm, I'm kind of where you were feeling like yeah, ah, if, I mean, I'm, if I'm having a threesome all the you know on any given night, ten think, years from now or five years yeah. from now, I, I'd be very surprised. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I would be really surprised. You know, <laughs> I don't. I think that I think we all. I think it's good to explore the territories so you can understand because it's hard to. And you have to have something to, to talk about when you're eighty. Possible. I mean, I didn't know what was possible. You know, when I was 27 or, you know, even when I started, I was in a four year marriage and I started that at 29. And when we started that, we both thought, oh, like being open would be cool. Like we started off monogamous for like, you know, eight months or so. And then we opened up and Who that was, brought it up. We we both wanted it actually. We both were like it was pretty equal. So how um, I mean I don't even know how that conversation would occur. Like one day you're at breakfast making eggs and you're saying, hmm, have you thought about having a threesome? I mean, well, does that I actually mean, it's, happen? It's it's. I don't know, it can happen a lot of ways, I suppose, but it starts, I think, with just open and honest communication in general. Mm-hmm. It doesn't start with, let's go out and fuck somebody. It starts with, like, you know, uh, who are you attracted to? Or, or like, what are your... Uh, just, just, and I felt like from the beginning with my that partner that there was a lot of room for to just be completely honest, which was really important. I, don't, I wouldn't have felt like there was an opening to actually be with other people because if that person can't be transparent and honest, you're, you're screwed. Because I, I get a lot of guys on my... Not women, but guys on my YouTube channel asking me, like, you know, I want to bring a third person in. How do I ask my partner? You say, hey, partner, I'd like to bring a third person in. What do you, let's talk about that. And, and most of them are <laughs> frightened of the partner's response being, what, am I not good enough? Do, why do you feel like you need yeah. someone else to come well, into that They're just afraid of communication, which is, I, I would see with how that occurs to me when they come back with, well, what do you think I'm not good enough? I'm like, this is good. This, this is, is going to enhance our We're getting someone sexual out. Oh, and I hear, oh, great. So I hear that you have a fear of not being good enough when I say that. Tell me more about that. I, I just, that's like, that's intimacy. Like, I don't want to avoid that, you know? And so. What do you, what do you think, Cam? I'm on board. Fully on board. Yeah. So you would be able to say to Lady X, hey, I'd like to bring another person into our relationship? If I felt, if we got to that point, oh, yeah. But right now, I, I don't have much of a mm-hmm. desire for that. Mm-hmm. And it could be, you know, a lot of things. I mean, it could be just. And do you ever get jealous? Because I would think that I. I'm scared of one of us being jealous of each other. You know, I mean, jealous of what's going on. Even my relationship, if you want to be open-minded, it's yeah. hard not to be. No, my I mean, I, of course I get jealous. And my relationship to jealousy has changed over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, well, first of all, jealousy doesn't mean there's anything wrong, which I think we sometimes think like, oh my God, jealousy is happening. Right, it's a, normal, it's a normal emotion. Yeah, it's like, okay, that means there's probably it's a need not getting that somewhere. So let's talk about it. 
But it's not like a big deal when it happens for me. You know what I heard that last from Nina Hartley, porn star. Nina's great. <laughs> I totally, yeah, I really love what she's doing. So we got an email recently just asking how do we have such an open dialogue between a mom and a son yeah. about sex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this we're getting at the same question, which is how do you establish an open dialogue about sex and your desires? Or it could be about anything in your relationship with a significant other. Yeah. And... and how how do you establish that trust and that um, that openness? That this this is the question, right? And yeah. For us, it's evolved over this podcast. Yeah. Uh, because we didn't always have this openness. I mean, I don't think we did. We had more openness than most. We definitely had more openness than most. But not like to where we. It's grown since. Oh, it's the significantly podcast. Like, grown. Well, we we listened to a, uh, a phone sex operator have an orgasm. In front of us, and, as we were and, and Skype. It was great, very it was, intense. It was intense, <laughs> but it was it was not all that comfortable. Yeah, it was like watching porn with my mom. Yeah, with it someone was we knew. Literally, what it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. I mean, it's to me what you guys are doing is both extraordinary and completely normal. Mm-hmm. It's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's crazy for a mother and her son to talk about sex because. I try to live in a what that's kind of what sex positivity means to me in a sense is that like sex is not something to be avoided. It's not dirty. It's just part of the life. It's like you talk about cooking chicken, you talk about sex, you talk about podcasts. It's just sex. It's only not normal because we as a society have convinced right. ourselves that we should avoid this or that, you know, it's just crazy. It, it, you know. So how did, in your relationship did you develop that openness? With, with well, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I think we're going to find people that are about as open as we are ultimately, oh. you know, so I, um, I work on, yeah. I try to be as open as I can because I think that's going to end up, I'm going to end up with those people. But I think it's about finding the watering holes where the people are really open and talking about sex. Those are the people I want to hang out with. Those are the pool of people I want to date. I'm not going to convert people that are not into talking. Hey, some people just aren't into talking about sex. That's fine. We're just probably not going to spend so much time together in the uh, sexual way. Other know? question, though, and I always ask this question. Cam's going to like, I know you probably already know the question I'm going to ask. Is, oh, yeah. All right. Go ahead and say it. How can you separate sex and love? You bingo. <laughs> she asks this he literally to everyone. Well, but okay, isn't yeah. that what you're saying? Or are you saying? I don't know. So what, are so you separate able to sex separate sex and love? So... Tell me what you mean by sex and what you mean by love in that way. Oh, this is the best response we've heard yet. Yeah, yeah, because I've asked porn stars even the same question. But when I mean sex, I mean the actual act of... Sexual acts. Yeah, not okay. not hugging and kissing, but actual right. sexual reproductive... Erotic sexual things. Okay. Yeah. Private parts. Dicks and cocks. And, okay. And, and <laughs> I say cocks. The Chicago. Dicks and cocks. You know, yeah, okay. You know, dick, oral sex. Dick cocks. Yeah, yeah. We're okay. talking about that kind <laughs> yeah, of shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, versus... Love, which is like you're in a uh, a relationship like a with someone, love, a romantic yeah. love. I mean, they're yeah. they're usually in our society brought together. You know, when uh-huh. you get married, you say I'm you know I'm loving and honor and cherish you, and implied only having sex with you for the rest of my life. Sure. So, are you able to separate those two? Am I able to separate them? Do I? I mean, do I need to? I think I need. To, I think we need to acknowledge them as as separate energies. That's important, right? Because I think if we think, you know, a lot of times we'll get into a relationship and we'll be like, well, we're in love. Why don't we want to fuck each other? 
right? Oh, you and can be in love with like, someone and not want to yeah, be sexual. Like, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so like Esther Perel wrote a great book called Mating in Captivity about mm-hmm. couples that lose their sexual drive but still love each other and mm-hmm. how you actually, that there is often, and what her, the point, one of the points she makes in that book, which is so important, is that, that oftentimes intimacy and eroticism tend to work against each other. Right, I read that book. Yeah, yeah. So it's a really important point, I think, that we shouldn't expect those to Mm -hmm. just be linked because we thought that's what the way it was. In fact, it could be Um, uh, counterproductive because there's a lot of uh, sexual like energy and aggression that's counterproductive to being soft and romantic and loving. Sure, and um, that's very fascinating. And there's also a lot of links that we don't acknowledge between those, which is, you know, that we can we can have sex from a loving place or we can have sex from a more integrated place. I'm sort of motioning to my heart. He's motioning to his genitals here, right? But like, I think (laughs) we can, we can have sex that's more connected because we're in, because we love someone. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to mean, I don't, when I say we love someone, I don't mean we're in a relationship with them. I mean that like we love someone is in like, we're, we're not hiding from them. We're, not, we're showing them who we are. We're, we mm. have deep conversations. We, we, we're not afraid of like eye gazing with them. We're, we're, you know, we're actually willing to let them see us like mm-hmm. that. That's the kind of love I'm talking about. And I think that's what actually has the sex then be way better. So you, I think we need both. I mean, I'm I, at this point, and this wasn't true for me in my early twenties, maybe, but at like this point, having sex without love presence is a waste of time. Really? I mean, might as well just jerk off. I mean, what's the point? So last you know. night, I was about to ask the same question. Were you in love with both people that you were well, having see, a threesome with? Yeah, no, there was love, a lot of love between us. Yeah, no, was he in love? A lot of people think, what does that mean? You're in a relationship? Are you? I mean, when there's love present, I guess is what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, like between us, there is, and again, I'm referring to the kind of love that is like, um, there is, there's less separate, less, less between us, you know? So the, a, a love would be, um, cause yeah, most people have the term love mean something about relationship or something about, you know, your, the time you spend with each other or other things. But I'm, I'm just saying that there weren't, weren't walls between us, you know? we weren't using each other to just get off. Like we were, mm. there was a connection there. There was a meaningful connection mm-hmm. and sex was also there too. But to me, the, the foundation of that is love. The foundation of any relationship for me is that love, which I also kind of refer to as deep friendship too. Mm. Cause I think we've, we've, we've actually kind of, and I'm not going to blame Facebook, but I think that we've used the term friend. Oh my gosh. And yeah. we, 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 we've, friend is like someone you friend is like spare change you find in the sidewalk like who gives a shit but it's like you know for me hey buddy um for me you know um deep friendship is the foundation of not just like my relationships but my life you know Mm. like deep that's that's where it's at you know and so so the people that i that i'm having sex with i'm always i'm friends with as well like that's so have you do you still have any kind of sex when there's very little knowledge I mean, of that person ahead of time like I'll have like a one night stand like, or something I mean occasionally and and but I'm also creating the intimacy before the situation At I might time, I might yeah. say you know I, I sit down with them and talk I mean communication is like my fetish you know I love talking to people before we have sex <laughs> and I love talking to people if we have intended to have sex and maybe we don't have sex because we just find that that's maybe not the best fit for us but communication and 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 getting to know them and 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 the intimacy that gets created is 
part of the reason I'm in it to begin with. It's not just to get off. So who, who do you find to, to establish these connections with and end up having sex with? Where do you find who these do sluts? I find? Uh, <laughs> we sl- we sluts hang out together. You know? it's a, we just stick together. I'm, um, I'm just looking to see if there's any questions here, that, by the way. No yeah, questions. I mean, you know, where do I find these people? Um, well, at this point, it's like friends of friends, to be honest. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are like me, and we introduce each other to each other. Like, for example, the situation last night, like I met the guy that like she he somebody said hey you should meet this guy he's a lot like you i was like oh cool we had a we i really like him we have a lot in common i i saw that he had a like a, a maturity level that mm-hmm. that i could like just bring him into a situation and he would know what to do hmm. and said hey you should meet my friend you know so and so she's great why don't we all go and hang out and you know there's a possibility of you know hooking up but like I'll, again foundation of it is the i think we're people who would enjoy each other's company sex is possible but you know and so we all met up and so is it really love or is it an, an intense like uh, i mean what, i don't know what's a, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just semantics i guess you know like what is i think i mean love is uh, there's there's some words in the english language that are just landmines because love means something different to everybody we might as well be using the word God or other things. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just yeah. a tough one. Yeah. And there's probably degrees and shades of it so that it's not just one thing. It, yeah. It, it means something different to everybody. And, and I think it's, I don't think we should, I mean, it's fine. It, we we got to use a word, but, um, but we're, we have to kind of really make sure we know what we're talking about before we speak on it. Yeah. Should, should we answer some listener questions? Mm-hmm. Um, we can, let's keep talking about this. I don't know if oh, you're, you're, this you're into this. Yeah, no, all this right. is great. This is great. Um, we have we have we do the questions all the time. Gotcha. But, um, well, okay. maybe yeah. maybe someone. No, we just have people chiming in here yeah, saying that. Things. Well, I guess so. I, I'll I'll throw out some some questions and and um you know so our audience is all women. Hello to the dude panel audience that are listening right now. So dude, um, dude panel is, I, if what is, I, I, most people don't know what dude panel is. Yeah. So what, why don't you tell us a little panel about dude is panel? A, a, it was originally a YouTube channel that my friend Obi and I well Obi started it and then he brought me in. Um, and we answered questions from women about men and we just tried to be honest about what, what's actually, you know, how does that occur to us as men? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We like that, not like that. And what do we think about this? What, you know, and then of course, like anything where you're talking about sex, you, people want advice. So you have to basically give out advice, which wasn't the intention, but whatever. It always leads to sex. Uh, it always leads All to advice. All roads lead to sex. So, um, Yeah. So and then we have started a podcast, uh, which is what some people are listening on right now, about two years ago, and mm-hmm. called Dude Panel Radio, and we do this kind of thing. And this is a little bit different. Usually, Obi and I are just talking to each other, but sometimes we have guests like, like, like so. Like and us. This is great. Um, and then for so for the Dude Panel audience too, like so, Karen, you've been doing, um, you know, pioneering the 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 world of the cougar, the older yeah. quote unquote woman, the confident, um, older, unique, genuine, assertive, embracing woman that I am. Yes. Yeah. Oh wait, is that that's that's, that's the an acrostic poem? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. Um, <laughs> so I just thought that. Well, now. you know, I tried to come up with another term for cougar. Yeah. And it just like what what would you call it? Mature woman? It sounds like some sort of like a porn star. I mean, it, what would you call someone who's got a lot of confidence and who's, you know, right. even a, it, cougars to me could be married people, single. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious, what had you um, want to get into this? Like, what what had you want to like pay, like champion this? Okay. So for those on Dude Panel who don't know me, I uh, am in my 50s, and in my 40s, my husband um, was murdered. 
And uh, I had three kids at the time that were one, one, the middle son is with us now, Cam. Hi there. And uh, I have a daughter who's older than Cam and a son that's younger than uh, Cam. And uh, so looking on the internet for people like myself was pretty much impossible. I was looking to get some guidance by other women who gone through something similar or even just, you know, there's not a lot of widows at that age and there's not a lot of women dating advice uh, mm-hmm. for, from, by women. Yeah. So I started this YouTube channel to, to help women. Yeah. And based on a lot of my experiences and stuff that I've read and I have a social work degree and everything seemed like the right idea. And I ha- actually, at the time, had a guy with me doing the channel with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't have a lot of... Um, faith in us making a go of it so i said i need someone with 110 percent you know yeah positivity anyways long story short i decided to start this youtube channel and uh what i thought was going to be mainly focused on women mm-hmm. turned out all guys wanted and i've always been comfortable with guys yeah. I, I like being with guys and i like the vibe and so mostly guys are asking me questions yeah about what it's like to be with an older woman and apparently there's a lot of younger men that love older women yeah yeah, so that's that's how the whole thing started. That's great. Well, I think yeah, um, and you wrote a book too. About Cougar's this. Guide to Getting Your Ass Back Out There. Right. So <laughs> thanks for the, that plug. The dude panel audience <laughs> is uh, you know women, women yeah. and there's a lot of older women that listen to the show. Um, older women, you got to read the book. Feel like what, what? So my question for you would be like, you know, what would you? So clearly, this is this is an area of your life that's important to you. Like you Super wrote this important. because you had to go through it, and you're still mm-hmm. you know you work with it. So what would you have? Told yourself maybe back in the day. Um, I wish you know, I like had myself when you first got back, back the out there. Yeah. When I first got back out there, I had I was so naive. I really had no idea. I, yeah. I would do things like uh, believe a guy when he said, "Let's just go back to your hotel room and make out." And I'm like, "Oh, that's all he wants to do, just make out." And uh-huh. I would go to the hotel room and make out. That was really stupid, you know, because uh-huh. it was always like you know a battle after that. Like uh-huh. I was very naive, very uh-huh. naive. And but most important, I would say. I always had confidence in myself, but I I think I developed an extreme confidence in myself and in and independence. Like I had never done a lot of things, like even rented a car by myself mm-hmm. when I was married. Yeah, I was in a very traditional white picket fence type marriage mm-hmm. and very monogamous and with three kids and the several animals, things like that. Mm-hmm. I had never done taxes. I had never done anything that were more manly side of me. So yeah. being able to find that side of myself mm-hmm. open that new chapter has been so liberating and freeing yeah and, and really just like accepting that part of yourself i think that's a that's, loving a, that's it. a challenge for loving a lot it. of women that yeah they see well i'm i know what i'm doing this guy doesn't yeah why don't i go and say hey john you know i think you're cute you know do you oh, want to I've talk asked about guys it? out right and like <laughs> that like why you know like why why is that so weird like mm-hmm. let's let's reclaim love that. the ability to do that without any kind of guilt like i i really like that absolutely you know? obi and i are huge fans of women asking out men i i personally believe that like women taking the initiative in sex love relationships is will like save the world it's a turn on right mm-hmm. isn't it, it, it a big it, turn on well it's a, well it's not just a turn on it's just like it's 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 like the missing link to what what what's sucking about all of our societal problems right now. Like we don't, you know, men. We're kind of reaching this phase where like men are getting that like we don't, like we're we kind of fuck things up. And it's like okay, so <laughs> uh, this is weird. How do we get out of this? Women seem to know. We we get that we haven't been doing a great job guessing what women want. So 
if women step up and go, this is this is what I want. This is this is what I'd like to be touched. This is how. Uh, this is what I'd like to do. This is where I'd like to go with you tonight. Uh, it's a, such a relief to but men. But isn't that what happened? I, I don't want to get into any kind of political discussion. Sure. But isn't that exactly what happened? In Hillary stepped up, and who voted? Who got voted in? I'm not. I mean, I mean it's hey, almost like exactly you know. what you just said uh, that you'd like to see happen, but it it completely backfired. So it's, it's yeah. I agree yeah. with you. Women women should step up and take the lead, but a lot of times it does backfire, and that's why yeah. they uh, step back. And especially oh, no. we're, young we're girls, still, I mean, young we're girls st- too. We're still on a we're still we're on still a journey. On a journey. I mean, hey, we, we, she did win the popular vote, though. So I guess in a <laughs> yeah. sense that we're yeah, and you if know. you look at younger populations, they are definitely voting more for Hillary than for yeah. Trump. Yeah. I mean, it's it's. Well, I, yeah. I don't I don't want to blame the whole thing, but it, it's if anything, I feel that men are. And we've talked about this a lot on our podcast is becoming more insignificant. Their 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 roles are becoming blurred, and they feel like they aren't needed as much. I just read, yeah. I just got an email uh, from my school uh, saying that in five years or not five years, ten to twenty years from now, people will not be creating babies. The norm will be going like submitting your sperm and an egg. And having it wow. created artificially in a very safe, because you can look at the whole genome mm-hmm. and you can see any it, issues that oh, might wow. come up. And so that's going to be the norm as opposed to having sex and hoping for the best. Sure. You'll so, see so much more about your child. So it, it's getting to the point where men are becoming very uh, insignificant. insignificant. They, I mean, they're still needed for sperm, but you can spread the sperm anywhere. Right. So you won't even need to have sex with them soon. Yeah. And I've seen plays about that. Domesticated was one of the Yeah, plays. wasn't that Gattaca was kind of about that a little bit? There was like that oh, really? scenario, I think that movie. Oh, Gattaca. But anyways. So, uh, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, well, it's all changing and, and we're working with it. And, um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's changing for sure. And it's, it's good. I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I also think, and this is a little bit political, but, you know, it's like I think that these next four years, hopefully only four years, um, are going to be our own little Vietnam War era. Yeah. And what happened in then was because there was so much controversy about this war, they were drafting people into and it sucked that people's voices were opened mm-hmm. and they yeah. were opened about other stuff too. Right. Well, let's say, well, well, let's also talk about sex. Let's also talk about drugs. Let's also talk about this. And so because Trump is 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 firing people up and they're taken to the streets and so we're going to be like uh so you know we don't we don't we disagree with this executive order and by the way we don't um, want to be monogamous we also, anymore <laughs> we also think that we shouldn't have like schedule one drugs for marijuana we also right. think that uh you know circumcision's a bad idea we also think that um you know that but they're just it's going to be a a big like i think culturally i think we're going to move forward about like 20 years in these next four years yeah that's Which a great point. Let's hope, let's hope that swing, really does happen. Because we took an extreme swing in, yeah, yeah. in a certain totally. direction. And it, we it was a huge wake-up call. In the next four years, but the the wave of people's opinion is going to change, I think, faster than it would have been if it were. And do Hillary. you think we can put monogamy in there? I think, yeah. It's already... I mean, people get... I got this question the other day, but they're like, well, you know, millennials don't believe in monogamy. What's that all about? And it's all, you know, it's like, well, millennials don't believe in anything. Let's face it. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's, about, it's about questioning everything, you know? Um, I think that, yeah, relationship styles are going to be questioned. You know, I think, I think polyamory and multiple relationships, multiple committed relationships are going to be like what, what we're seeing now-ish, but maybe more like previous to now, but now-ish around gay and lesbian rights, I think we're going to see around multiple relationships because it's a, it actually is also a legal issue. I mean, if I'm deeply committed to two people and I 
get put in the hospital and one of them can come see me and one right. of them can't. I mean, it's an, it's an issue, mm-hmm. you know, um, that people are really working with today. And I think that acknowledging multi- different relationship styles is going to be a thing that we come to. I think we're also dissolving the nuclear family model. Again, slowly. This mm-hmm. is not popular opinion yet, but I think we're also seeing, and we being, you know, again, millennials are catching on to this faster because they're younger and more malleable, you know? Um, and I think I include myself in the millennial. I'm like just at the end, I think. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. You know, we're starting to see that like living community is way more fun. Like I would, I mean, what I'm setting up in my life with my friends is, you know, 20, 30 acres of land out, oh, really? out away from a you're city. Doing a no, whole, not uh, literally like a right kab- now, but this is like, we've, we've, you know, been brainstorming this and it's like, <laughs> and we'll have, you know, separate dwellings, small, and then maybe some community areas and and like an egalitarian society like that. I mean, it's like, why yeah. would I not? Don't they do the that in Sweden or Switzerland sucks. or something? Oh like yeah. That? Western yeah. Europe, Western yeah. Europe is, is ahead of us. I mean, let's mm-hmm. face it. The United States is not that progressive mm-hmm. socially compared to a lot of other countries mm-hmm. in Western Europe. Um, I mean, we're getting there, but we're still very, very, very much like in the dark stuck ages and yeah. a lot of old things. Um, but yeah, no, a lot of, a lot of countries, especially like the like countries that you know, like, like let's like, you know, the Netherlands or Denmark, yeah. or so, they can, they're just, they can move a little faster because they don't have to cater to 300 million people, you know? Well, so that was my other question is all your thought. I mean, you're from a fairly, well, you're from the West coast. You're from, um, East coast. No, but, from Boston, but, yeah. but you lived here for, I've been here for like 12 years. Yeah. And, um, and it's more, prog- I think the bigger cities, they're just more progressive. I mean, well, California is just yeah. more progressive. I mean, you want to know what you want to know what, uh, you know, Arkansas is going to look yeah, like in 10 years. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Look at California now. You want to know what like Florida's going to look like in 15 years? And West California. Virginia like, ain't going to look like California hello, at, like, anywhere. Right, I maybe, know, maybe at some saying, point. It's just not going to happen. But it's like, happen. you know, it's, 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 progress is inevitable. I just, it's so ridiculous to me, this idea that people think they can like stop progress or that like they're, you know, I'm, I'm just like, why do you continually want to be on the wrong side of history? You know, like you wouldn't say that about black people voting right now. That's ridiculous. You wouldn't be like, God, oh, just oh, yeah. black people voting. That is just a stupid thing. Or like, women what? voting. 50 years ago, that was a thing. <laughs> yeah. There were yeah. people protesting that and they were wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know what? You're going you're gonna to try to be on the like, you know, anti-progressive end of things now. Like you're going to be wrong. Sorry. You know, I hope you're right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so or or the whole United States will just collapse. People will move to another country or whatever. I think we are coming up on time over <laughs> well, here. Yeah. Uh, on that note, we yeah. usually end with the same question, which is, have you ever walked in on your parents having sex or vice versa? No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> well, nothing. Have, have they walked Dude, in on you? Has your parents ever had sex? I don't. I, Besides I don't, you. Honestly, I don't, think I've, I don't think I've had sex at the house I grew up at, and I don't know of like i've never even like heard of my parents having sex <laughs> like i'm sure they do or i hope they do but i don't like there's no Why? evidence of that in my life <laughs> do, you and have, do you have siblings i have a younger sister oh, oh my gosh sorry, sorry sorry yeah <laughs> i have a younger sister yeah so um and it, she's pretty traditional i was know, gonna say does she does she have the same values or beliefs um no i'd say we get along really well but but she's pretty traditional mm. so you know but yeah, have you, so have you? I want to know. No, I, mean, I don't think I've had sex in, the, in any you, house that you've ever you been in. You have definitely walked in. We've talked about this. Oh, I've walked in on yeah, you. Yeah, I, I don't even remember walking in on you. Yeah. I remember that. No, yeah. We were just, we were in the kitchen having sex and then he walked in and he wanted to get something to eat. 
No, I'm just kidding. Really? Oh, uh, man. That was yeah, I don't even remember the story. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk about, about so it another and, time. And you have not walked in on him. I, I don't even that. know if he had sex until like a year ago. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I never walked in on him having I sex. I was 20 when I first had sex. I was well. I, 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 I was 19. I was, a, I was the slut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that's, that's interesting. No, I, I've... Uh, you know what's I, really I would weird? Have to like that's that'll be like you know you guys should have like a really good answer to that question like because you're yeah, like you're we, so yeah. open and like you know it's right like, but you know it was I just dawned it just dawned on me that I was much more sexually liberated in college than I am now. Really? Like oh now my god! Now? When I was in college in the late seventies, it was wild over there. I mean, it was just like you know. Hey, you had se- you, there was what's they, stopping you from being there? Was quaaludes then? You know, yeah, the, the, we got drugs. Quaaludes, quaaludes <laughs> are stopping me. They, there's there's no quaaludes any longer. Got, you know, you're in L.A. Wait, wait, this is I'm curious. Like, why? What's holding you back? I here? told I mean, you. You know what? It's like since I've been doing this podcast, it's it's opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I never even questioned. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen in my future. It's, oh it, my god! I'm not saying I'm going out. Know. Uh, you know, it? I'm not going over to your place later. But uh, the thought has crossed my mind. No, just kidding. You know. Um, <laughs> no, you know, it's just I don't know. I can't really say that I would or I wouldn't. Uh, I, although the more that I'm enlightened the more i'm curious it'll make for better content it's me- yeah you know i do i'm doing it for the show yeah exactly yeah. right now why don't you ask cam that well, cam. Yeah, well but cam cam you know he's spoken to like his desire to explore a little yeah, bit you know, right. and, yeah yeah right now i'm not in a place where i have how long much have, how desire your relationship been you say you've been your six relationship months. six months mm-hmm. okay yeah i mean i think in general we can all lean into those edges wh- whether we're in a relationship or not it doesn't have to look like you know something wild out of a you know, Fifty Shades of Grey or something stupid like that. But it can be like, you know, I mean, a lot of couples don't watch porn together. Like that's edgy for some people. Like a lot of some couples talk about, you know, talking about who you're attracted to, you know, um, uh, just like, I mean, there's so many, there's so many ways to go. And again, some people are afraid of that because it's a slippery slope. Yeah. But I think you'll also find that there's a lot of opening, a lot of like, Wow! Like, oh, great! Like, I, I was. You don't realize you know, how much you have in common. It's a way to it, develop even. like a lot of intimacy between yeah. people, and I think yeah. it's just really nice. And again, you know, and and I don't know. The whole monogamy thing is is silly. It's like it, we you know we are coming into this like monogamish phase, anyways, where like you know most people aren't. I mean, what when monogamy monogamy actually is is one partner for life. Nobody does that. Except that would mean if you're the a first swan. person you meet, you have sex and you're partner for life. Right. right. That's what animals do. And that's monogamy in the animal kingdom is that. We don't do. We do serial monogamy, mm-hmm. which is one partner at a time. Yeah. Right. So even that is not real monogamy. So why not just scrap the whole thing and say, we're going to do what works for us. <laughs> yeah. What works for us is to be exclusive, but maybe, you know, On our occasion, friend yeah. who we really fucking trust, who's just, a, you know, like we're both a yes to, maybe we make out with each other. Yeah. Maybe we have a threesome or maybe they massage me, but we do it naked and that's fine and nobody gets jealous. I mean, whatever. Like, it's just about create your own thing. It's yeah. not like I'm not, you know, to me, what being polyamorous is about is not having multiple relationships and needing to do that. It's about having, a, it's about where I come from. It's a mindset that says, I don't own the person I'm with. So like they are free to do things. Sounds now, familiar. We, we have right? compassionate. We, we compassion. We do things. We don't do things that might hurt the other person that would right. just be a, a not a nice thing to do but it's like a whole different mindset and so it's not about the structure at all yeah. i like that i like it too we rambled at the end there That's yeah but no, it, was, no, no, it no. was a good ramble it's yeah, good good thank you so much for joining us dave we, thank we you guys. are yeah. i'm in strong like of you right now 
Thank you. Great. <laughs> great. Well, well, I'm not going I to the love that yet. Means, so, right. you know, whatever. Yeah, thank you. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and if people wanted to find you, how do they get in touch? Yeah, Dude Panel Radio is on iTunes. This is uh, my friend Obi and I have these types of conversations every week. And, uh, and then for the Dude Panel listeners to find you guys, the, the name of the show is Sex Talk with My Mom. Right. Which we're on the iTunes love that store. Show and name. we're also on Instagram. That's right. And, and Facebook Live. Facebook Live and yeah. the podcast. Yeah, thank you, thank you guys, seriously, for being an awesome example of what more, more people should do, which is talking about sex with their family. Oh, so. group hug. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. Yeah, thank you. Oh.